So, hello everyone, welcome back to I Couldn't Be Egypt, so I had to make a podcast instead, season 2, episode number 5, um, and we're going to be covering um, a Korean web novel called Surviving the Academy. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the protagonist, how I got here, why I'm reading this particular web novel. Um, so I was searching some of my favorite tags, which is reader, web novel, um, author, writer, returnee, or extra, right? I said before, what of my niches... Um, has always been business, um, but another one of my niches has always been do-over. Now, to be honest with you, I have a little bit of a prejudice against Academy web novels just because I find them boring. There's too much about like the generation gap, um, you know, the basic school tropes, um, but a lot of spoilers ahead because I really, okay, I went from reading some of the business niche, which I'm familiar with, to the magic niche. I've had a couple niches. I'll talk a little bit of my background before we go into Surviving the Academy and some of the tags and the protagonists. I started off with Wuxia, so martial arts, manga cultivation, and so on and so forth. Um, when I got bored of that, you know, reading stuff like Soul Land, Dolu Talu, um, Skyfire Avenue, you know, some of the basic stuff, um, you know, what, what would nowadays or previously be considered lord of mysteries and so on and so forth i started to move on video game vr mmo that i went i went huge in that stuff like the great thief rebirth of the thief room the world um close combat mage i read of like tycoon and system novels urban life as i said um stuff like a valiant life um i went to my empire building phase but it was like um food vendor um you know chef chef based web novels pets i am a god you know, the phishing system, so on and so forth, seized by the system, went through my phase of system and empire building. Um, but, and then, you know, there's always like the magic, okay? There was a time when I was really into magic, um, you know, other world, isekai. Um, Chinese web novels, um, in my in, in my experience, is a little bit different from complete isekai, because complete isekai is a different world, and then you kind of have the drama and harem slice of life aspect of it. No, this is just pure, full-on appreciation of magic, power, fantasy, and leveling, which evolved into empire building. So we're on that particular phase. And the problem with academy web novels is that you're stuck in the academy, that there's there's no epilogue there's no scene where you graduate the academy and oh all this stuff happens right the academy is a great um environment it's a great scene but when you're stuck in the academy for like 300 chapters i'll 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 specifically talk about the length in a little bit when you're stuck in the academy for four years and you drag that on for a whole story it gets kind of boring because there's really no end in sight especially when you're a web novel reader for a manga reader i think you don't really care because you kind of move on but for a web novel reader you kind of want a sense of completion and that sense of completion is when you graduate and that's not a very exciting ending right there's not really much to say in the epilogues that oh he graduated graduated and happily ever after so I'll I'll rant a little bit more on the academy stuff in a little bit. I kind of want to like focus on the main character, the protagonist. But you know, we see that general overarching thing of oh, they come from a noble family almost always. Sometimes they come from a poor family, but ninety percent of the time they come from a noble family, some sort of aristocrat or baron or something, some lower level aristocrat, and they slowly level up. Um, I'll talk about what surviving the academy, why it's slightly special, and why I decided to pursue it. But usually there's a couple twists, right? The good student takes the academy in a different turn, which is like there's some sort of mystery. There's always some sort of mystery or past going on. And, you know, there's always more to learn. Now we're going to talk about a different trope, right? We're going to talk about the extra trope. As I said before, I love extra web novels. Um, and in the Korean genre web novel sphere, um, they're called extras, right? And I'll go into the origin of that term. 
So novels, whenever you see the terms like novels extra or the novels extras extra, like on ScribbleHub, so it gets kind of meta. Um, what is it? You know, re omniscient reader's viewpoint, you know, observer. There's a lot of different types. There's do-over, right? Uh, there's the categories do-over, regressor, reincarnation, returnee. Uh, yeah, those those are the main types. Hunter-based um, tower, hunter system, right? Those are the basic um Korean titles like Moon's Labyrinth or something like that. That'd be like a regressor, um, reincarnated, or, or special ability, right? Superpower. It's weird. We call it superpower. Um, it's more like system. We, we consider system separated from superpower because superpower is something you're given, right? You know, it's a personal ability. And then system is it's bestowed upon you. So it's very interesting how we've kind of like separated system and superpower. But we can't get into that right now. Or oh, let's not go into that right now. Um, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Um, sorry, I was thinking of a couple YouTubers who do that. Um, what was it? Uh, Historia Civilis loves to say that we can't, we don't, we, we don't have time to get into this right now. Um, but yeah, okay. So surviving the academy. What what is this? Our main character is. Oh, our main character is a gamer. That's right. So there's a couple different paths and avenues to an observer um, web novel, which is when you have a lot of the information. Um, there's the author who knows who knows everything about the scenario, right? The author is a very particular character because he has a relationship with the characters that he's crafted. Usually, feels a sense of responsibility or guides the story in some sense. So, the author web novels, while interesting, there's a sense of omniscience that almost borderline makes it boring, right? So. But author web novels, when written well, are amazing. They're just hard to write because they're very boring. And, and the main character knows everything. There's no sense of mystery, right? It's more like influence and ability. So more often than not, it's not an author from the perspective of an author or what we might call a game designer. It is usually considered a programmer, a reader, an interested party, right? So maybe not pure on game designer who doesn't know everything, right? Because, you know, it's not, because not all games are made alone. Um, you know, author usually knows everything like omniscient readers. Viewpoint. No, omniscient reader is not even that. It's just a very well-informed reader. So you have the second category we call reader. So there's, a, although you have a lot of information, you don't necessarily have perfect information, right? Some people do. You have like foreknowledge, right? It's almost pre-recognition or, so there is, um, prediction. There, there's a lot of ter terms for this. It's foreknowledge, it's prediction, prophecy, right? Um, so prophecy is a little bit different because you, you, you receive a message, but how that can be interpreted and what is known is different. You know something's going to happen. You, you don't even know something's going to happen. You just, you're told a message of what's going to happen. And, you know, the way that's being interpreted is different. Whereas seeing into the future, right, that's different, right? Because the future constantly changes. And then there's knowledge of the future, right? Which is something's already happened and you're trying to change that. And, you know, knowledge of the future is not the same thing as having experiences of the future. Because you may know something's going to happen, but you don't know why that particularly happens. Where knowing uh, what happened, what's going to happen and the experience of that happening that's a different story because you know you're acting upon it and you're changing the future in some level so there so the levels of future knowledge is omniscience then there's um knowledge of the future and why that happens right so um experience basically do over right omniscience do over then you have knowledge like reader's perspective then you have being able to see the future then you have prophecy um, and then foreknowledge, right, at the very end or whatever. And then just being a really intelligent character, being able to predict the future. Um, all different subcategories. So our a particular character is a gamer, and he plays the game, but he's not the designer. So he knows certain events and why they happen, but there's a lot of backstory that they don't go into. That's a very 
common case, right? So it's very mystery-based. Um, and it's very novels extra. Now, there's a couple approaches to it. There is the self-insert OC character route, which is, you know, you become buddy-buddy with the protagonist, and you go on the same adventures, and you get overpowered, and then you become the protagonist. That's almost what we call the power fantasy route of a novels extra, right? Because our main character already knows the story. He knows what's going to happen in the future, and his job is two things. One is to survive, and two is to become wealthy, right? The basic premise, like with most Korean protagonists, is just to survive, right? Chinese protagonists almost always want to get involved somehow, right? Like usurp the main character, become the villain, or become the main character. Chinese web novels, they like to assert their dominance and become the protagonist. Japanese light novels almost never go that route because this is very not not a uh, written genre. The, the, the usurping the character is very much Chinese and English based, right? You know, Chinese protagonist, uh, English protagonist, European protagonist, um, Canadian American protagonist, they almost always take over that main character role. Um, I think that's where that influence comes from. When you read a lot of Chinese web novels, you notice in the Chinese community that the the side character will almost always become the main character because that's who the author's writing about, right? They become emotionally attached. Whereas the Korean web novel main characters, they almost like to create no change or like they like to create a change that's beneficial to them. Um, but like with Japanese um, um, side characters, they almost gravitate toward themselves right so i'm thinking of stuff like simulacrum right that's where you know you slowly possess like the main character new world plus right where it's like you know that there's a protagonist omniscient reader's viewpoint right you know that there's a protagonist but you know you're kind of you're still a side character but you're assisting the main character some way the power fantasy sorry i haven't really composed myself too much this one goes down the route of trying to interfere with the story as little as possible. And if you know anything about that, right, you know, um, I want to be a power in the shadows, right, that's Japanese light novels, or um, I'm trying to think where it goes catastrophically wrong, or something like The Good Student, right, whereas you know that there's a main character, but you know something else is going on, is that, you know, they try and disturb the story as little as possible. But like with the butterfly effect, small changes, you know, can affect large issues and so our main character for the most part finds a way to not mess with the story too much he's that foreknowledge and there's still some error correction that he is to accommodate for his own survival right so our main character if you notice there's a trend with korean main characters which is their goal is survival and that's a lot to do with the culture and the pressure the cook pot that is korean society from at least in my opinion right this is like my un I don't know this to say uneducated or educated, but this is like from my, um, from why I believe, you know, the main characters to be the way they are, um, just being a reflection of Korean society, repressed, oppressed, suppressed, that analogy that I got from Korra, which is, you know, Korean society is very competitive, as is most Asian cultures, but it's just different, right, just due to the amount of people, uh, you know, government status, um, um, the way of governance and business, right? I don't want to go too much into it, but let's just say Korean, uh, Chinese, they have, the population density is relatively high, but they have a lot of land, right? So 1.2 billion people, so it's competitive in terms of a numerical standpoint, um, but, you know, the government, you know, communism and whatnot leads to certain ways they do that, and it's considered more fair just because there's more people. Korean, you know, the government, while, you know, capitalistic in nature, there is huge amount of economic inequality, right? Like, I think Chinese economic inequality is bad, but it's also because there's a lot of people, so it's not too terrible. Um, it's kind of like the U.S. The U.S. is a little bit just hyper 
income inequality, and then the Korean inequality of the cables, right? Right, all those you know monopolies, zaibatsu's, and like big tech companies in China, which is like what we call slightly younger. There's the zaibatsu's in Japan, which is pretty powerful, but it's nothing on the level of Korean cables, right? And honestly, this rich second generation, although they exist in both Japan and China, it's talking about second generation is talking about in China. There's that sense of fairness, or you're able to overcome, but in in Japan, in Korea, that's like not even the case. Like the conglomerates, like Hyundai, SK. Um, Samsung, Sanxing, or Sunxing, or however. The, so it's Sanxing means three star in Chinese. Um, it, I think it means the same thing in Japanese, uh, Korean. Samsung is the English pronunciation of it. And then there's like Shin Sung is like how it's written in Korean. I, as I said, don't know Korean pronunciation, but it just means three star. Samsung is like the biggest conglomerate that most people are aware of, but there's a lot more SK and Hyundai and so on and so forth. A lot of these chables that possess a lot of these powers um, lead to this relative like aspect towards survival, right? Like being a good salary man, right? Like you know, Japanese salary man is just bored of life, right? So that's Japanese is depressed. Your average Japanese person is depressed because of the population density, right? You know, the population is decreasing. You know, there's more elderly people than younger people. So younger people, although they carry a larger burden, they just kind of deal with it. They're just depressed. That's why you get that um, idea of escape escapism. Chinese authors tend to trend toward idealism and optimism just due to their cultural ideological education, as they like to call it, or some might people call it propaganda, toward the communism. They have that sense of optimism and protagonist. So that's why there's so much face slapping, because it's like, oh, I, I talk a lot about this in the business aspect of it. I, I may decide to release that recording. And then Korean protagonist is just survival. Your goal is to survive. If you've read anything like Isaac, Overlord of Blood and Iron, right? Um, Overlord of Blood and Iron is more dominance, right? You either are super powerful, right, because you start off powerful, or you're super tenacious, you know, strong willpower like Moon's Labyrinth, um, intelligent, or your goal is just to survive. And a lot of Korean main characters, they don't like to rock the boat as much. They do, um, but stuff like um, Reincarnation of Eighth Class Mage or something of the sort. Is that Japanese or Korean? I think that's Japanese. But stuff like Omniscient... Uh, one Man Army or Emperor of Solo Play. There's another one I'm thinking about. I can't remember. Arena. One of one of the classics. Seal Station Necromancer. Their goal. Some some of them is to become overpowered, but they know they'll never be like super overpowered. Like just because it's um a Korean base, it's a Korean author. They like to make you know Korean protagonist number one. Um, but they almost acknowledge that there other are there are other powers. Like China doesn't even acknowledge Japan. Like China acknowledges Japan as an adversary, but they're almost seen as a villain. Whereas almost all Asian countries see the U.S. as a villain, with the exception of maybe Japan. Japan is like unique because of its relationship with the U.S. But Korea and China have an antagonist relationship against the U.S. Korea has an antagonist relationship with Japan. It's just not as bad as China. This is from the perspective of Chinese web novels. Um, or, or I mean, just web novels in general, but even politics, the same thing. Korea has a, China has a huge dislike towards Japan, and they don't really care too much about Korea. They kind of like see Korea as like a annoying little kid or whatever in like the playground or something. If we were to go by an analogy, but China and Japan is just so adversarial, whereas Korea and Japan is like it's it's more like an adversary rather than you know an actual enemy. And then they almost always like see. America as a threat. China sees America as a villain, um, adversary, but it's just more like 
I'm an opponent, basically. Like that that's the end goal, right? To beat America because or Europe even. Europe sometimes are the villains as well. Um it just has to do with antagonism in them being, you know, very powerful country. And then Korea has to deal with China, but they acknowledge like, you know, the Chinese communism thing. They have a different take on communism because you know, all of these cultures, right? China and Korea share this culture of Confucianism. I really should be saving this for the business aspect of it. Chinese and Korean, they both share those aspects of Confucianism because a lot of like Chinese culture um, got ingrained with Korean culture. And, you know, there's that whole aspect of North Korea and South Korea, as I said before, I really have to leave this for the business web novel. Um, I don't want to get into much into politics, but just know that the Korean protagonists have this trend toward surviving and surviving well. And because their goal is just to survive, you know, or like they have a different goal than what would be considered common sense, right? Common sense is not common because, you know, different perspectives and experiences, everyone has a different goal. And like with most of these Academy web novels, it almost becomes an Otome game where you have different tropes and cliches. Um, and then you get to this hyper sense of intrigue and classic relationship twisting that is just so prevalent in Korean web novels and cultures, right? K-drama and whatnot. It becomes so convoluted to the point where that co complexity and intrigue just becomes too much, right? It becomes so hyper-focused, I think was a term I like to use, or that level of Korean complexity and relationships where it's like, it's not just a love triangle, it's this whole relationship web, as it should be, but it's just tiring to read, right? This is why you can't read these relationship webs in a manga. I think manga form, it's simplified, but when you read the web web novel, your brain is just exploding with all this information. So then the drama itself becomes a slog. Japanese um, relationships become a slog, not just because of the harem aspect where it's super bland, but it's also just very basic. Whereas the Korean web novel suffers the complete opposite where it's so complicated that it becomes a slog to read because it's like, you know, there's certain arcs you're not interested in and just reading how these relationships develop is just, it's just boring. You kind of just want to skip forward, right? But when you skip forward, you miss on all these like small plot points that, you know, the novel is pushing. So let's get back into surviving the Academy. Who's our main character? Main character is a noble family. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. He's like a mage or a knight. Oh, he got kicked out of his family. He's excommunicated because he's reincarnated into one of the um, um, bastard sons, right? Or just an evil villain-like main character. He's like one of the tutorial bosses basically he get he gets his butt kicked and then he reincarnates right so he's basically going from scratch it's very unique his, his premise starts off as very um self-sustaining so he builds a hut um no spoilers there not too much spoilers there and it's very intriguing right it almost takes like the story of a vr mmo or chinese web novel where it's like you know the hidden side character but then we see these interactions with a lot of these other main characters and you know the harem members of the, of the main character and we see the main character progressing as it is like kim woojin right we see that with kill the hero or omniscient reader's viewpoint where you just have the protagonist pushing his side of the story along oh what was it trash of the count's family that's what i was thinking about there's another web novel a korean web novel as well that's not trash of the count's family trash of the count's family tc TCF, right? Trash of the Count's Family. I'm sorry, I was trying to think of the abbreviation. It's like TCTF or TCF, right? They push, like, you know, this main character who knows everything and then gets involved with the story. Trash of the Count's Family would be considered, like, the peak level of power fantasy, whereas this is more considered the harem drama side. So our main character knows he's not powerful enough. He's hardworking, 
right? Which you don't, okay, that hardworking trait, you don't even see until like chapter 100. I'm going to talk about chapter length in a little bit. But um, he basically tries to profit off the knowledge that he knows. So very self-sustaining, very low-key. We see that with one, one-man one army, emperor of solo play. Those ones, though, they kind of snowball. Um, they snowball their special ability to prepare, you know, they're trying to gain more chips on the poker board, as the analogy goes. But our main character is basically, his end goal is trying to survive. So he is never overpowered. He's almost always underpowered. Now, the problem with Academy novels and this sort of extra perspective, I never talked about that extra too much in depth, um, is that there's this always this sense of power creep, right? You know that over time, the main character should get stronger, right? But like, but in the scenario, you kind of like lose that sense of perspective. When the main character is always an underdog, those underdog moments become cliches because it's not as impressive the second time. That's why I got so burned out reading the recent chapters of Nomenclature of the Night because the first 600 chapters is his, him gaining power. And then like, you know, the first 300 chapters is him gaining power. 300 to 600, he becomes overpowered. And then 600 to 800 beyond, it just becomes almost unrealistic. Like the the, the power creep that it takes on with challenging the world becomes just too much, right? And, and this has to do with chapter length, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I'll, I'll compare um, Surviving the Academy to Nomenclature of the Night. Sorry, another web novel title that I'm pulling that most people probably aren't familiar with, but it's another great web novel. At least the, I recommend reading the first 400 chapters. Um, and if you get burned out by like chapter 300, then I'd say, you know, you, you've read enough. Um, and if the first hundred chapters didn't get you, then I, I don't know what to say. It's going to be hard to read. Um, very much like, who is it? Nomenclature of the Night was the same author by Spare Me Great Lord. No, no, no. Nomenclature of the Night wrote, um, not Library of Heaven's Path and Spare Me Great Lord. He wrote Star Ranked Hunter, and that's why I like him so much. Okay, sorry, there's a couple of authors that I mix around with. Uh, Library of Heaven's Path, Spare Me Great Lord. I think those are the same author, Notebook of Fortune, or different. It's like Primordial. There's um, Star Ranked Hunter, Superstars of Tomorrow. I think he's writing Nomenclature of the Night, but they might be a different author. And then Spare Me Great Lord, Nomenclature of the Night. So Star Ranked Hunter and Superstars of Tomorrow is one author. I don't know whether he wrote Spare Me Great Lord. Nomenclature of the Night might be a completely different author. I know Spare Me Great Lord... Um, wrote some other stuff, but Spare Me Great Lord might be the author of Nomenclature of the Night, might be a different completely author. True Bear Trumo? Yeah, so I think that's a completely different author. Then you have Library of Heaven's Path, a Notebook of Fortune, and then he's writing the Primordial one. Completely different author as well. Then you have the Soul Land authors and the Coil and Dragon authors, right? So a lot of different specialized authors. Blue Butterfly writing uh, King's Avatar. And then what was the other one? The Legendary Mechanics, a different author. Um, and there was one more. Lord of Mysteries, a different author. Sorry, just when you read a lot of works, you kind of get to know the authors. Surviving the Academy, as I said, I'm not too familiar with the Korean authors yet, and I don't think I will be because I the amount of supply or stock I have of Korean um, is much less, and then I need to investigate the Japanese side. But back to the Academy stuff, right? So we are see our main character. He's leveling up. But you never really get a sense of where he belongs because you always get these. He's always weak, right? He's almost always the underdog. He's he's never powered than the main character. He's never more powerful than the side character. The only thing he has going for him is knowledge, right? So very much a Reverend Insanity level protagonist. But doesn't he doesn't gain Reverend Insanity level abilities? The problem is Reverend Insanity, right? The 
especially with the distance, is that while the scenarios, it slowly introduces to you, it slowly gives you context and slowly introduces these larger scenarios in a way that readers can accept, right? That's why you have thousands and that's why Chinese web novels can write thousands and thousands of chapters because they've, uh, they've gotten familiar with this format of power creep, right? You start off with the small sect, then you go to the country, then you go to the world, then you go to the universe, then you go to multiverse, right? And that sense of scale is slowly introduced, right? This one-on-one -on -one combat, one-on-two -on combat, one versus the sect master, the generational gap, right? And they use that um, these experiences and, you know, time, right? Like there are immortals, there are regressors and reincarnators. The world is murim, right? That's the Korean term. In Chinese it would be jianghu, which is rivers and lakes. That's the literal translation. They just use the word jianghu. Uh, and so, right, there's that sense of power creep. But as I said before, Chinese authors are very familiar with writing thousands and thousands of chapters, even going back to some mo Mo Shia, I think I don't I don't remember the author. The, the one that sticks out in my mind is Jing Yong. He writes like these chap these five volume books, right? Now they're thousands of chapters long web novels. So they're familiar with the format. So yeah, there's a lot of thousand chapter web novels, but you know, when you have that many writers, eventually you're gonna get a good story. Whereas Korean web novels are limited to 200, 300 chapters. And so this goes back to the context of this Academy web novel. Academy web novels do not should not last longer than 400 chapters. An Academy arc, I think a realistic expectation is 100 chapters. Even then, the Academy arc is considered a slowdown in the plot of the story, or it only should only go at the beginning of the story. You should almost you should almost never return to school. Just like the tournament arc when that goes to like you know eighty chapters or eighty manga chapters or like twenty anime episodes and it gets boring. A school arc is very similar, right? So when your whole school is focused on the story, there needs to be a clear start and end, right? There should never be more than like two seasons of a school arc unless you're dealing with something else. Like Snafu is really good. Um, Japanese, they have perfected this art form of short story school setting because the story is not too long. When you have like movies like, you know, Bluebird, um, what was it? What was the guitar one? Ah, you can see I'm not like a heavy anime weeb. I I'm just a different style of weeb. Um, music, uh, Japanese anime. There's a couple ones. There's the one with the uh, piano, um, guitar. There was the, I think it's the Kyoto is what it's called. Um... Japanese guitar anime. I forget the term. Not Lucky Star, but um, what's it from? The it's the Slice of Life one. The it's the most iconic Japanese guitarist. Kaon, yeah, yeah. Um, Kyoto. What, what is the Japanese piano? There's the Japanese piano one, and there was another manga as well. Um, having to do with like about to lose your life. Uh, My Line April. Yeah, yeah, but that's more uh. My line, Piano No Mori was really good. I remember reading the manga. That was really cool. Euph Euphoria, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Disappearance of Hazuka. Japanese Kyoto um, anime. I. What is the stringed piano in Japan? The Kodo, not Kyoto. That's why. There, there's a Japanese Kodo anime like uh, Lion Gatsuno. Kono Oto Tomare. And then there was like the Spirit Conductor. All great stuff. But Japanese has perfected this um, school setting because it's focused on drama. Now let's go back to this academy, surviving the academy. So we have the novels extra, right? So we have a main character with uh, foreknowledge and with some aspect of it. But then as a reader, we have this level of omniscience of we know what's going to happen, but we don't necessarily know why. So we're almost 
looking at the same perspective as our main character is. Um, as I said before, he was an avid game player, right? Almost like number one on the leaderboards, or he didn't write the guides, but he knows most of the main routes, and he knows the path that the main character is going to take, so he just needs to redirect it. Now, the author, like, the uh, not the author of the game, but like the author of the web novel, has to figure out a way to change the scenario so that it's reasonable, right? So there's a set path, but there are certain issues with that. And we get a lot of like interesting arcs. We get a re-zero arc. I'm, I, I, I know it's a little bit of spoilers, so if you don't want, maybe skip ahead like five minutes. There's like a re-zero arc. I'm not going to explain what that is. There, I love the re-zero arc, by the way. That was fun. It was a little bit boring. There's an economic arc because there's a main character whose power is money. There's another um, main character she's not too fleshed out there's like this princess character like that bases herself on loyalty there is the white prince character which was really fun very int intriguing how they do the love relationships who he falls in loves with uh, my favorite character her, her name is lucy right and it, it, it's your basic like fairy tale lucy um cat like not there was another one like the the bully senpai or whatever but I, I think of like a collection i think of like millie parfait from the vtubers um nagatoro senpai um but for different reasons right like very cat very sleepy shiro from uh no game no life um you know with the witch's hat like seriously like our, she fits millie parfait so much they describe her hair as blonde because you know when they they're washing the main character's clothes like you know he always has blonde hair so you know that a little bit like drew me out of the fantasy but like it, it, at least it gives me a sense of direction because like like they don't go too much in the description of it there's probably art that describes lucy but she seems like a very fun character she's a dwarf sleeping there's a reason for why she acts the way she does but most people misinterpret that um her backstory is is went into um there's a couple economic plots as well because of other main characters and as i said before it's this it's like I would describe it as a Korean version of the simulacrum, which is, you know, tropes aversion. Trope um, simulacrums on Royal Road, um, and it takes a very different route, um, but it's very unique. Sorry, I'm trying to remember um, because you know there are various arcs. Some arcs happen earlier, some arcs happen later. You know, they have to like manage the main character's power level, and they do that to a certain way. I feel like simulacrum focuses more on drama aspect, whereas this one. Like, you know, the main events are established very much like an apocalypse or do-over web novels. We just need to hit those checkpoints. Um, but, so there's a level of omniscience and, like, misunderstanding, and then everyone has their own character goals that just takes the novels in different directions. But, as I said before, Trash of the Count's family is more toward the power fantasy aspect. Then you have Simulacrum, which is more towards the drama and comedy aspect of it. Then you have stuff like One Man Army, which is like the snowball aspect, and then The Good Student, which is like pure story. And this is like on its own. It goes on its own direction because it executes it in a different way. There's like a couple of execution routes as I tried to describe before. Um, but it's very unique because it has like an Isaac level protagonist where he's like disinterested, right? But he still like, you know, manages character relations. He's not completely dense. He's not a complete blockhead. And it's just very interesting to see this main character develop in this particular environment, right? Um, he's trying to manage certain events, and the way it's executed is done so much better. Like, Trash of the Count's family, the power creep got too much, and that's why I, I just stopped reading it. Um, once in a while, I go back. There was another one was like, I'm the demon, like, like you know, the reincarnated Demon King or whatever, and then he becomes like the sibling of Demon King. Then there was another one, not Dungeon Seeker, but something similar to that. It was like Dantelion and like the 12 demons or whatever, like Memorize or something, but not that. It was not 
and it's not the labyrinth one either. Um, if you read the manga, you know what I'm talking about. Um, manga or web novels. But yeah, the Surviving Academy is done quite well. As I said before, the thing with most of these Academy novels is length. And there are definitely arcs where it's just you are not interested in like the drama or character development because you're not interested in the character in general. There are certain arcs I enjoy because I enjoy that particular character. I don't, okay, I don't want to talk about my like perception toward relationships and like, you know, shipping culture because that's a whole different discussion. So I don't want to get into that. Or I don't, I like, yeah, I'm hesitant to talk about that. But okay sorry I, I like to keep my shipping opinions to myself i i know that's kind of sad because it's like you know you want to like you know people who sit on the fence fence sitters um are like the most boring type of people because you're gonna offend everyone but i don't like displaying my personal um preferences towards shipping right like as i said it's just so unpopular to be a fence sitter like most of the time i like to take the path i like i like to let the main character decide on their own like you know respect you know, like people's relationships. So I'm a little, uh, there's, there's a lot of words you can just describe, describe me. I think the best way to put it is fence sitter. So although in my mind, I have a couple of relationships, I kind of accept whatever the author puts down, even if I don't particularly like it. Like I have certain character preferences. Don't, I won't deny that. Um, and some, you know, tastes change over time as, as well. Uh, it's so weird to talk about shipping culture because I, I think it's weird um, I'm not gonna, there's a couple of other terms I can use, like, connotation-wise that would make it kind of weird, but I don't know, like, being a reader in itself is a weird perspective, and, you know, there's different ways you can take that level of omniscient reader viewpoint being, like, an omniscient observer, right? It's kind of unique, because after I read ORV, I started to think of things in context of being an observer, right, the third party, and again, I think I talked about it before when I talked about omniscient reader viewpoint, but, like, that... The Rutherford Gold uh, Hayes Gold Foil Experiment, where, or the Quantum Particle entang Entanglement, or the Double Slit Experiment, the Gold Foil is just um, proving the existence of the atom. The Double Slit Experiment is where you're trying to find the position and location of two atoms, but you can, when you observe by observing the location or position of where it lands, you've affected the experiment. So, hence the third party observer, right? You're collapse you're collapsing the Heisenberg uncertainty probabilities, right? A lot of science fiction gobbledygook, but these are all, you know, based on scientific Heisenberg uncertainty principle where it's like you can never know where the electrons are. You just have probability models of where it might exist. You have the quantum entanglement and mechanics where it's like, you know, it uh, Schrodinger's cat would be a good example of the double slit experiment, which is you can never know whether a cat is alive or dead. You can never know both the position and um, the speed of the particle, right, of where it lands. And like, you know, is light a wave or is light a wave? No, that's Bruegel, the Bruegel. Uh, is light a wave or a particle? That's completely different. That's more Einstein and the photovoltaic effect. But yeah, quantum physics of just being an observer, right? So whenever you read those tower novels and there's like the gods being observers, like we are the observer of the of the observer. So it's omniscient reader's viewpoint just takes it to a whole different level. And then what was it? Like there's that quote that readers are perverts. And it's just very interesting. It's a very interesting perspective. And it's like changed my perception of how I read things. I like I, I just I didn't have a way to describe it, like and there's a lot more thoughts I have on this, but I cannot go into this right now because it's just too much to talk about. I think it's a relatively boring aspect. Um, it'd be fun to explain, but I think I'd lose a lot of people because it's just not, while interesting to me and maybe interesting to some, uh, you know, I want to appeal to a wider audience and, you know, talk about more interesting aspects of the story. 
surviving the academy so as i said before the word survive is literally in the title and, and it is very much a survival based web novel but it's always nice to see the character development see the characters grow certain arcs you may not be interested in but overall i think like korean uh novel lengths i talked about it rarely goes over 500 chapters some of them do i don't actually i can't attest to that but usually they stay between 200 and 400 in my knowledge some of them go as low as like 160 they're like japanese light novels they can be as short as 80 and they can be they can go upwards of 150 to 200 and 300 um like the long but those ones are serialized like a sentence of a bookworm when it becomes a manga anime it's different okay but korean web novels they almost always go above 90 at least the good ones do and you got to understand though i'm basing this off of the translations that i'm working off of so there may be ones that go upwards of a thousand but my length that i'm accustomed to especially because of the translator culture right because you know a regular translator how long does it take to translate 100 chapters that takes maybe a year if not longer so most of the lengths that are being translated are only hundreds of chapters long there's no dedicated or paid translator the translation industry is too young as it is so the average length of a korean uh, web novel is almost 100 200 chapters which just makes sense so that's why what i'm familiar with is that length of korean chapters and most of that the culture that fusion um as trash taste calls it cross cultural cross pollination or something um comes from webtoons and manga because it's easier to translate there's a lot less text a lot less to translate but you know there's a lot of drawing effort involved so just different industry and so it's a good length for an academy web novel there's an end in sight i think but it's just more fun to read the drama if you enjoy the drama you enjoy the characters it is a fun and great novel for you i like you may not like all the characters but as long as you can understand most of the characters right and you know when you get into the shipping culture it just makes it more fun to read it's great i just don't think there's a large fandom for it for three reasons it's not translated like formally translated there's no way to get a formal translation you actually have to know where to look for a machine translation or you need to find a non-translated version and then get it translated for you there are ways to do that i'm not going to discuss how because i'm still iffy on that so i'm just discussing my experiences but surviving the academy great web novel unfortunately i don't even have the korean title so i can't even like you know oh did i do the korean title no i don't even have the korean title for the last uh, recording i did which was not um second generation show chable or second person's um no leveling with the gods yeah, yeah you could you could find the title you can find the manga title but this one surviving the academy this is a korean raw this is a korean machine translation raw so good luck with getting your hands on it um there are certain communities where you can uh, i'd make a discord server but i i'm not good with server moderation so i don't really want to get too hands-on with the server theoretically i can take over server but if you find me on discord which good luck you could probably you probably could but um but yeah it's not a fun path i don't recommend taking the path i am but you know if you're already in the community you'll probably be able to find me um if you're in the discord servers i am so you know um but if you're reading korean translations or you know regular web novels i'm in like the niche of the niche i'm not super niche to the point where i'm like doing my full-on own translations but i'm pretty deep in the community so if you know we do cross paths it'll be fun to like you know be be a discussion point or something to talk about but yeah there's not too much to say about surviving the academy I'm trying to remember is there any other fun tropes ah it's almost entirely student-based that's actually great i, I forgot to talk about this 
So like whenever you read Harry Potter or something, right, the administrators, are, there's always some sort of outside meddling, right? There's always some sort of parental meddling, if you deal with family issues and whatnot. And that's why I think some authors make them orphans. Ah, I love this. Right? There, there's this meme which has said the Chidia orphanage, starting point orphanage, right? Because you just have all these authors making their characters without parents or families because then you don't have to deal with like that family baggage and drama. Now, there is some sort of family relationship. I like it. It's done very well. It's done detached, but it still exists because it's excommunicated your bastard child so he's like not he doesn't have to deal with his family issues that much um i won't exp i won't go too much in the details of why um just because i don't want to um for various reasons a lot of work and other reasons as well but it, it deals with like that family aspect well deals with the character development he's not an orphan but you know there are just certain circumstantial relations uh issue uh um issues that like you know makes it so easy to deal with and it's just a really fun web novel to read because you don't see a lot of outside interference you see a little bit right like in vr mmos you have to deal with like two aspects you have to deal with in-game aspect and the real game aspect like you see with legendary moonlight sculptor but it regulates this to just the game world right or you know this Atome um, reader world that you know really becomes a world in and of itself surviving the academy um there are some external forces that you know because of power creep later on, um, you get you have to deal with a lot more characters and the drama web becomes more complex because you have to like give screen time to like 12, 14 different characters and it's just a lot for an author to manage, especially within the span of 200 chapters. It's kind of impressive. I think part of it has just to do the reading me medium of, keep in mind, I'm reading this on a TXT document, which like the scroll wheel doesn't work. I can't scroll, I can't scroll click past it because it scrolls too far. And when I'm using two fingers for long periods of time on a touchpad, it just, it cramps my hand. So it's not a comfortable way to read. And I have motion blur, like the text when I scroll has motion blur. So it's just a very uncomfortable way of reading instead of like caching reading page by page when the words are all there, you know. Um, and yeah, I don't really have a good way of translating it other than through .txt documents. Um, so yeah, I'm stuck with it. Like, I don't really want to change .txt into EPUB because that's just a whole different mess entire of itself. So let's not mess with that. But yeah, Surviving the Academy, you don't have too many external forces. Like, and if there are external forces, they're limited to the arc itself. And it's just really fun to see because, you know, external forces, they kind of bloat the novel and there's too many characters to keep track of where it just becomes meaningless a lot of people complain that you know some of the characters um are hard to remember i've never really had that issue korean names you know are a little bit difficult for me especially when their names are so similar um but after you get used to reading web novels you kind of pick up on it and you know the force names like there's always this small twist it's not major i'm not going to say this is like an amazing web novel but for a korean web novel standard it's definitely unique i mean it, it takes that regular academy trope and it just takes it in a different direction and okay i can't say i as i said i'm i'm gonna give this a seven or eight out of ten it's pretty good it's not like amazing because there are definitely moments where i get bored but for those who are looking for an academy web novel and you want that korean flavor that korean cultural like ought like that like a korean author surviving the academy is a great web novel and if you're in the spheres that i'm in where you're reading these txt like translations and whatnot it's a pretty fun web novel to read I, i'd say it's one of the better academy web novels and as always my niche one of my one of my favorite genres to read is extras right omniscience right and, and it, it approaches it in a very mature way you have complex relationships fun characters right you read it because they're fun characters they're characters you can get invested in 
as uh, I, I talked about one character, but because I don't want to spoil too many of the names, so like Yuranaika and whatnot. Um, sorry, that's the English translation of it. I think that's literal, but it, it's just fun to read. And, and you know, the way you imagine these things, you know, reading web novels is very different. Um, so as I said before, if you if I can read and like, because I've read in conditions where we have like five advertisements on a page. If I'm reading a text with motion blur, the story better be good enough where I can read it as a web novel form, right? Now, as a translated web novel, there may be better ones because they translate it better. Um, honestly, it was really nice to go from. I went from no translation, machine translation, to regular translation. It was such a big difference because I think I read Superstars of Tomorrow for the third time like you know the translated version because when i was reading it it didn't fully come out so i read superstars tomorrow and reading the translation a lot of things start to make sense right um because the translation they have explanations right like the east wind farm meaning comeback right i just never knew all these aspects of it like dong fang because it, because it was like the the farm was called xi fang uh, xi san farm right so west mountain then it changed they changed the name to dong san farm which is east mountain farm which in chinese means comeback and i only knew that because of the translator like i know a little bit of chinese but not like i'm not super experienced with like that much because i'm reading the english version so i don't read necessarily pure chinese raws i theoretically could but it's a lot of work and so when you see those translator notes it just becomes so much cleaner so when you're reading like machine translations you're reading it because the story has to be good enough to endure all this pain this motion blur this two finger um touchpad hand cramping that like I, I i'm starting to try and figure out how to mouse uh scroll click where it's like you know on the scroll bar you click and it scrolls down but as i said before there's the distances because of the txt document and how notepad does scrolling um re uh, relational scrolling from where you click that it scrolls past it too often the nice part no motion blur bad part about it it scrolls past where you want it and when you do the scroll wheel you get motion blur with text and it's just terrible for reading sorry just some ranting on um reading web novels <laughs> just right because when you when you read on a site you have that cache when you refresh the page so it, like reloads and so i'd rather have like a two second reload which is based on internet speed rather than having to scroll through a document which because it has because the way they cache it is just very terrible probably pronouncing cache wrong cache cache uh, anyway um, but yeah, Surviving the Academy, really fun web novel. Um, is there anything more to say? And, and as I said before, no external influences. So like, there's no parents or like external forces that like just take you off guard. Um, it is bloated. I wouldn't say it's nomenclature of uh, the night level bloated. Um, but yeah, as I said before, the drama aspect does bog your reading experience because like the plot is stuck in a specific arc. But overall, I think what the 484 or 280 chapters? No, I think it was 280 chapters that I read was an enjoyable length um but yeah as i said before it's just infuriating because my reading speed is just lim my i like i'm being rate limited my reading speed is limited by like comfort right because when you're reading a .txt document you have to deal with like the length of the sentences and it just there's no sense of formatting with machine translation so translators haven't people who retranslate works have it nice because you have nice sentences that you can read the the paragraph the paragraphs like are properly organized for you and the terms make sense right like the words like the grammar actually makes sense so there's like this whole scale of difference of machine translation some machine direct machine translation they have like the formatting it's just the words are not right and then you read and then some people are just reading unformatted it's like reading ancient greek where they didn't have punctuation marks 
Now, we still have punctuation marks, but there are certain lengths, passages of text where it's not translating. You have to feed it back into Google Translation. There are certain passages where there's just no sense of formatting or like, you know, certain parts are cut off. And, you know, maybe one of these days I'll talk about like the struggles of reading machine translation. That day is not today. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed you know, covering some more Korean content. I really want to go back into Korean webtoons, so I'll talk about some of more of the drama aspect. I want to talk about, you know, Korean business. I want to talk about some of the stuff there. Um, but yeah, I think I've dragged this specific episode of a podcast on for long enough. So that's season two, episode five of I Couldn't Peter Sun Make a Podcast Instead, Surviving the Academy. Very fun protagonist. I love the supporting characters and like the hair, the romantic relationships. Uh, interests, right? Like, I'm not a particularly heavy romance reader, but I found it fun. Um, Tag-wise, ah, I, I always skip tags. I said before, do-over protagonist, academy-based web novel, novels extra, so on and so forth. But yeah, that's about it for Surviving the Academy, season two, episode five. And we'll stop here.